Welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast, a podcast that is seeking to equip college students to grow in their walk with Jesus 10 minutes at a time. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Salt Twin Cities podcast. I'm joined again by the Abby Gonzalez. Abby, what's up? How you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. Abby, I'm hoping uh, this episode doesn't have to be broken into two parts. <laughs> we can we we let's just let's just be honest though. It's not oh, just Abby. We say it's going to be a ten minute podcast. <laughs> it's like it probably averages about sixteen minutes. I'm uh, yeah. But here's my thing. I'm gonna try to do better this time. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you listen. <laughs> To the podcast on like 1.2 or 1.5 speed, which you have to listen on Spotify. I think 1.2 is a Spotify thing. Uh, then you get closer to 10 minutes. Totally. Also, talking about this is eating into our 10 minutes. I know. Okay, so let's get started. <laughs> Guys, here's where, we're, here's where we are going uh, this week. So... Uh, we say on the podcast, we've said before, I'll say it again right now, that you guys can write in questions. So we want to hear from you. So in order to write in a question, go to saltminneapolis.com, then go uh, to the up to the top of the page. It says podcast. Click on that. And right there, you'll see a link to the podcast as well as a form to fill out if you want to ask a question. But we have a question that we're going to answer. Someone wrote in and we're going to answer on this podcast. Uh, so this is a question that we think will be really helpful. Uh, so here, here's the question. How do you honor God and avoid the temptation of sin in non-Christian friendships? I want to love my non-Christian friends well, but is it dangerous to my w- Christian walk to be around behaviors Christians would consider sin? Which I'm, I'm really thankful for this question uh, because Whoever, like, here's what I really appreciate and what I'm thankful for with whoever wrote in this question. Don't know who it was, but there's two things I love um, about kind of the question, the implications of this question. First is you want to love and care for non-Christians well, um, which all Christians should. Like, we, we should care about our friendships, um, our non-Christian friendships, uh, those in our life that, that don't yet know or believe the gospel. Um, but the second thing that that's implied in this question is that the person who wrote it wants to pursue holiness. Uh, again, like yeah. all of us, we should want to pursue loving our non-Christian friends well and want to pursue holiness. Um, so I'm really thankful for the question. Both are important, but Gans, I'm just going to throw it over to you. Like, mm-hmm. how do you think about this question? Like, I want to pursue holiness. I want to pursue my non-Christian friendships. How do you think about this in your life now? how do you think about it in college? Cause it's a little yeah. different then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love this question, and honestly, I'm, I'm feeling convicted in this moment because um, I can think of a lot of examples in college of having to think through this, but now, like, not being in college, it's like you, you're you not in spheres of influence as naturally with non-Christians. In, in some ways, I feel like I have to be a lot more intentional right now, um, but I think when I would think about this in college, so I... Uh, I was in a sorority in college, and so I lived in my sorority house for um, two years. And so the I was mostly around non-Christians in a lot of the things that I was doing, even outside of um, Salt Company and outside of my connection group. And so this was something that I thought about a lot in, in college. And so I think 
something like just to maybe just to start something that I um, think through in this is um, one, two things are important. Like I want to share my faith in word and in deed. Mm. And so it's like to not fall into a ditch of one over the other, because I think oftentimes, man, if you, if you are not sharing the gospel with your words, maybe that's from like fear of, I don't know how to say, or I'm, I'm nervous of how they respond. But then also, what is it saying if I look just like my non-Christian friends? That's good. And so I think like actually believing, like holding both of them and valuing both, but then also knowing one might be a little bit more than the other at different times. And what are the opportunities that God has given in front of me to either love my non-Christian friend in the ways that I know Christ loves them or to actually get to share the gospel with, with my mouth. So I think those are like two things I think about. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. And that both are actually really important. I think, I think I, yeah, I feel the conviction of that, of just times in my life where one becomes more important than the other, where I even neglect one and and need to repent of that neglect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, man, I'm living in a way that, that says I believe this, but I'm not sharing or I'm sharing, but it doesn't really feel like my life's any different. And so I need to repent of times in my life where I see one becoming too prominent at the, at the expense of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so guns, maybe a, a little bit more specifically. So yeah. it's, it's a Friday night yep. and I'm trying to decide like, okay, I mm-hmm. can go hang out with, uh, maybe people in salt company that I know are believers that I know are going to be having like good, clean fun, or I could be going out and, and maybe hanging out with my non-Christian friends. And maybe there's underage drinking or excessive drinking and I don't want to participate in those things, at least going into the night. Like my plan isn't to participate yeah. in those things, but I, I want to be around my non-Christian friends. I want to invest time in them and energy and like care for them. How do I think, how do I think about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I, I think, I think something that I've seen, um, something that I wrestled through in college. And I think something that I've seen even in college students from working in college ministry for a few years is that, People think that in order to um, influence or or share my faith with my non-Christian friends, therefore, I have to be in all the same spaces that they are. And therefore, I have to um, almost like mold myself to them in like what they're doing. And so and I think I think that that is a dangerous line of thinking because then that actually might put the Christian in a space that is actually not helpful for their walk with Jesus and maybe would even harm their witness. Um, And so I think like, man, if you are thinking about what do I do? Do I, man, I want to be around my non-Christian friends, but this Friday they're going out to that party and I'm not 21 and I like am actually fighting that sin temptation myself, but I want to be around my non-Christian friends. Okay. So then does that mean that I can't hang out with them at all? And so then I have to hang out with my Christian friends. I think like to think like think more creatively, honestly, would be like some practical advice that I would give is actually two things. So one, have self-awareness because you might be at the place in your walk with Jesus where actually like it's not helpful for your walk with Jesus for you to put yourself in a place where temptation is going to be so 
easy to like fall into, fall into sin. Um, and so have a self-awareness of where you're at um, in your walk with Jesus and and even ask people around you, hey, do you think this is a good idea to your Christian friends if I go and do this and, yeah, and, and listen to them? Totally. I, okay, I'm going to interrupt you because I actually want yeah. you to, to color that in a little yeah. bit. So maybe like growing in self-awareness, I became a Christian this semester and I came from a life of excessive drinking, underage yeah. drinking, maybe drugs or um, just like the party scene. Like yeah. that, that was my story before I became a Christian, became a Christian, or I'm like asking those questions this yeah. semester. So when you're saying have self-awareness, it's like, okay, I was struggling with that a month ago yeah. and s- still feel the temptation now. Probably not the best time mm-hmm. in my walk to like re-enter that scene and try really hard not to drink because it's just, I yeah. just came from that. Yeah. I'm fresh. Right. So yeah. and would you say that's true? Like color that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like a year ago. Totally. Like, I think sometimes we give ourselves in some ways more credit than we deserve. <laughs> like we're still sinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's like, yeah, having, guys, self-awareness is so important. So like, we should do a podcast on self-awareness. But like, having self-awareness to actually think about like, man, that that was such, that has been a struggle recently. Actually, right now, it is just not wise. Is it is it sinful for me to put myself in that place Maybe not, but is it is it wise? Probably not. And so to even like make decisions, like they're like wisdom decisions, right? So it's like being able to to have that self-awareness, do that evaluation and inviting other people into that, I think is important. Um, so doing that in order to be able to make decisions that will help you like fight sin and, and continue to follow Jesus. And while Colin was talking, I was honestly smiling because it's like, Man, if you recently, like even in the last year, came to know Jesus and you even came from like that sort of like a lifestyle of like partying, drinking, all all that stuff, what a cool opportunity to like witness to the friends that were in your other, to in that previous community where, man, I wonder what questions they would have if all of a sudden you like were living a totally different life. That would make them be like, huh why and for you to be able to say hey I still love you I still like care about you as my friend but here's the deal I actually like have found life in Christ which means that following Christ I've I've forsaken these parts about my life and want to follow Jesus because I don't need those things anymore um so that's what's true and honest and I want to keep hanging out with you because I love you but can we like can we go play spike ball together or can we go like on a walk, get coffee, go on a walk or go play volleyball, like inviting them into like, you can still have them in your life, but be like, Hey, I actually, I, I don't want to be in those spaces anymore because of this reason. Like what an opportunity to, to be a testament of Christ. Totally. Yeah. that You said it early on and then you just explained it, but to be missional, I don't actually need to go to the spaces right. that my non-Christian friends are living in, but I yeah. can either invite them into my new spaces or yeah. part of being a Christian that, and I want to be missional. I want to reach my, my friends that don't know Jesus. I'm going to go out of my way to create spaces mm-hmm. where I can invite them in. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to the Timberwolves game. It's student night. I don't yeah. even know if they still do that, but I'm going to invite like two people from my connection group that are believers, but I'm also going to invite a couple of my non-Christian friends and we're, we're going to have a good time. Like I'm not going in, I'm going to 
you know, just attack my non-Christian friends with the gospel and my Christian friends, but I'm just going to go and they're going to make friends and we're going to have good conversation and talk about Anthony Edwards being an absolute monster for the timber, right? Like we're just going to have fun <laughs> and I'm going to create, I'm going to intentionally create spaces to invite my non-Christian friends into. Is that, that's a little bit of what you're saying, oh. isn't it? Oh, totally. Yes. Yes. And just like inviting them into your life. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be discouraging, especially for people who like, come to know Jesus and then they're like man all of my spaces are with Christians now and I kind of miss my like I still care about those people and what I want to say is like we like that's good thing that is right and good and still pursue friendship with them but have the humility and the self-awareness to be like but what does that look like and how can I still like follow Christ and forsake my old self like I that is not me anymore my old mm. self is dead I have new life in Christ so what is that then how does that change maybe how this friendship looks and change isn't doesn't always isn't always bad totally. and so like that's good and right in the wise way to think about it I think so let's let's land the plane there are there are maybe two two types of people listening yep. to this podcast one is Maybe the student that's real, like really loves their non-Christian friends, like it isn't a, isn't a heartbeat is as an evangelist, yeah. But is a but is a recent, a, a more recent, uh, has come to Jesus more recently, and and still struggles with the temp, with some temptation. So the correction maybe for them, like going forward, if this is you listening to this podcast, hey, actually pursue friendship with Christians and give that time, like dedicate your time to believers, people that were, will help you mature and grow in your walk with Jesus and grow deep roots. Would, would you say that that's true? Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking of Psalm 1, <laughs> which is classic me, but Psalm 1 says, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but instead mm. his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. So it's like, what that means is like, you're not dwell, like it doesn't mean don't ever be around sinners. It means don't like sit and stand and be in the company of people of wickedness that will lead you to sin, I think. And And so, yeah, that's what I think of as you're like saying that. I think of Mark's uh, fall retreat message, which is what good is salt if salt loses its saltiness? Like if you begin to look exactly like your non-Christian friends again, man, it what good like what good is salt when it's not salty anymore when it's not a preserving influence of good in the world okay so then there's the second person listening to this podcast that's maybe saying yeah you need to like spend more time with christians but if they were to be honest with themselves and and reflect on their life they almost live in this idea of like a christian bubble and i'm I'm unwilling to exit it. Like there's, it's one thing that all my, all my good friends are Christians. I love salt company. I give time to salt company. Those are all good gifts of God's grace that we want to encourage. But there's also a correction maybe for that person that when they think, man, I can't think of the last time I talked to a non-Christian unless I'm forced to do it in class. But otherwise I, I'm unwilling to pursue people that aren't Christians. What, what, what's the correction for them? Yeah, I think I think the correction is to like I, I just even think of Matthew twenty eight, like go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the fu- Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. So it's like 
I think when we think about even the Great Commission, our mind does go to like overseas missions and like you think of like the big thing, but to even think about, man, how am I fulfilling the Great Commission in my daily life right in front of me with who's in my daily life? And, and for me personally, if I can't, if you were calling, if you were to ask me like, Abby, who's a, who's a non-Christian in your life that you are praying for and pursuing? If I can't think of somebody that, that honestly in some ways is like a yellow flag to me mm. because I want to have somebody that I'm at least praying for. Um, and so I think like the correction is like, look at your spheres of influence and where are places where non-Christians are that you can start praying for and pursue. And if you can't think of anybody, what, what is in, what is, there is non there are non-Christians somewhere in your life. And so if you can't think of anybody in your spirit of insolence, try a little harder <laughs> and like, and try to find a non-Christian or non-Christians to be able to start praying for and pursue. Totally. And I, I you, an implication of what you said is it, it doesn't have to be everyone. It does have to be someone. Yes. So it doesn't yes. have to be, oh my gosh, I'm in a 50 person class. I'm the only Christian. I need to convert all 49 other people it's no no find the one or two that you're in a project with or the one or two that you enjoy or the one or two you know have similar interests as you and just in, start inviting them into your mm -hmm. life or yeah. my my younger brother who is a senior in high school and making the decision to go to where he's going to go to college and he lives 10 minutes like i'm just going to pursue him or what whatever it is i it doesn't have to be everyone but it does have to be someone and i'm going to pray for them and i'm going to pursue them well yep, yep. totally Guys, we love you. We're thankful that you are listening to the Salt Twin Cities podcast. I'm thankful for Gans <laughs> for joining us this this week. Thankful and for you, call. <laughs> well, and we're thankful for the question. Yes. Th thanks for writing in the question. We hope more come in, and we will catch you guys next week on the Salt Twin Cities podcast.